Good morning. Thanks for coming out today to Peace Church. I'm Pastor Darrell, discipleship pastor here. I get the honor and privilege to bring the word of God to you this morning. You take your Bibles, please, and turn to John chapter 8. John chapter 8. We're going to be looking this morning at John 8, 12. If you have a a Bible that you've um, borrowed from us, you look on that, it's page 1137. You know, as a, as a child, our imaginations can run wild. And I'm sure that at times as a child, and maybe, hopefully none of you are like this as an adult, when the lights go off at night and there's darkness in the room, you are afraid of what could be under the bed, what could be in the closet, or if you have to get up and go down the hallway to use the restroom, if there's no hallway light on, that you run till you get to the light on because you do not know what lurks in the dark. I remember as a young child, I always had this fear that there was a robber looking in my window, and when I'd look, it looked like he'd look up, and I'd, I'd turn, and he'd look away, and I remember another time when I woke up in the middle of the night and I thought there, there was clothes stacked in a chair because I didn't take care of them like I was supposed to. And it looked like a person was sitting there. And it freaked me out. It freaked me out. But you know what the answer to that fear is? It's called the nightlight, right? The light comes into the darkness and exposes what is truly there and what truth is. We see these truths played out in in old Western movies. We have the good guy, John Wayne, who's in a white hat who represents good and light. And then the bad guy in the old Westerns, they would have the black hat on. That'd be the bad guy. Or you see this picture right here that NASA took of our our Earth, our planet. And you see where there's darkness and then where that light is. That means there is life. There are people that live in that area. We always look too, it's like, don't go down that dark alley. You know, we have street lights. Be careful of what's in the dark in, in certain places. And this picture represents of there's a place called the dark web. That is, don't go there if you that's a it's a bad place. That's where the bad people go, is they lurk within the dark. Or if you see this picture right here, you know the light came on, an idea sprung, or you were not understanding something, and and now you do understand what is going on. On. These simple points point to a deeper truth that we're going to look at this morning. And we've been looking at Jesus, the light who shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. We've gone from Palm Sunday, where Jesus came riding in on, on the donkey, people were saying, Hosanna, to looking at the cross on Good Friday, where Jesus, the light of the world, paid for our sins to last week celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ and celebrating what that means for us. Today we're going to look at Jesus standing up in front of a crowd and saying that he is the light of the world. Let's look at John 8, verse 12, which says this. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of God life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, and Lord, we know that in you there's truth, there's freedom, there's goodness. And Lord, as we open your word this morning, 
May your light shine upon our hearts and our minds and lead us into your truth. May we see afresh your goodness, or maybe if there's someone who's never been part of your family and walked in the light, they would come to know you for the first time today. Lord, I just pray that your spirit would move in me and in our hearts and minds all together this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So, in looking at this, the main point I want to, to, to stress this morning is this. If we want the answers to what truly matters now and in eternity, follow Jesus, the light of the world. We're going to look at this verse through three points. First of all, Jesus is the light of the past, present, and future. Next, walking in the light protects us from walking in the darkness. And thirdly, walking in the light is the path that leads to life. So let's look at this first point. Jesus is the light of the past, present, and the future. Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of the Old Testament. When Jesus stood up and he spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. When he said this, it's, it makes a lot of sense when we look at the context of where Jesus is doing this. At this time, there's the Feast of Tabernacles or the Feast of Booths going on in Jerusalem. It's a great celebration. Think Christmas, think Easter, Thanksgiving. It's a, it's a holiday, it's a, a national time when people would come together and in remembrance and they would live in booths or tents. So we could say camping is biblical, right? Amen? <laughs> no, I'm joking with that. But they would do that. And what they were remembering is this, that, that at one point in time in history, and we know this when we go back to the book of Exodus, that Israel, were, they were in slavery in Egypt. And God, through the 10 plagues, through using Moses, he delivers them. We have them come to the Red Sea, where they're, 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 they're backed into a corner. Here comes Pharaoh and his armies, and there's Israel standing there, right for the slaughter, but God delivers them by parting the Red Sea. And then they're out into the wilderness, and God takes care of them. Remember, they didn't have a GPS. They didn't have a map. They did not know. They knew that they were going to the promised land, that they were going to the land that flows with milk and honey, but they needed to be guided through the wilderness. And they're remembering these times that God worked in their lives in the nation of Israel. And we see this in Exodus 13 where it says, and the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them the, the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Remember also God provided food for them and manna on the ground and, and God provided water for them. And they're told to remember this. They're told to remember who delivered them, who guided them, who took care of them in the wilderness. And that is the presence of God. God's presence would come in the cloud, would rest over the tabernacle. When it was time to move, it would, it would depart and they would pack up and they would move. And God commanded them in Leviticus 23, says, you shall dwell in booths for seven days. All native Israelites shall dwell in booths that your generations may know that I made the people of Israel dwell in booths when I brought them out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. And so we have here, imagine yourself, you're, you're in the, the court of the treasury or the court of women, and Jesus, who was the center of many conversations and controversies, some think that Jesus could be the Messiah, others were thinking that he cannot be. 
And then Jesus stands up and says this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. And this is a very bold statement because Jesus was standing in the court where there were two great lamps that would be lit every night. And they said that the the light would cast the light over every quarter of the city. And the lamps were meant to recall the pillar of cloud and the fire that had accompanied the people in the the wanderings in the desert. Why this is saying this? Jesus is saying right now, I am the fulfillment and greater than the cloud and the pillar of the fire. A bold statement. Jesus is saying that God's presence was with you in the wilderness and here before you is your Messiah, God in the flesh. One of the names for Jesus is Emmanuel. We, we say that many times at Christmas time, and you should call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So we see Jesus there saying, I am the light of the world. I am God's presence with you at this point in time. Jesus even says this in John 5:39: you search the scriptures, that's the Old Testament at this time. And you think in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. All of the Old Testament is pointing to the Messiah. From Genesis 3.15 onward, we have the gospel woven throughout the story of Israel. Coming to the present, following Jesus is the only way to answer life's big questions. First of all, these questions we all think about and struggle with. Who am I? Our identity. Why am I here? Our purpose in life. Or, or where am I going? Our, our destiny. First of all, we, salvation. Our identity must be in Christ to be saved and to be a child of God who is loved deeply by Jesus. He gave his life for us. Our identity is that we are a Christian who is part of the family of God, and that filters through everything that we do, whether you're a student, whether you're a parent or a spouse, or you're in your community, in your church, at your job, everything, your identity is in Jesus Christ. And there is such a lack of identity in this world today. People are trying to find where they belong and identify as many different things to try to fit into this crowd or into that crowd, to try to find fulfillment in their identity, in their own person, when really our identity should be found in the light of the world, Jesus Christ. Or our purpose in life, why are we here? If we have any, um, those who are graduating from high school or college, you're gonna be asked this question over and over and over again. What are you doing in the fall? You got a job? What are you gonna do? What is your purpose in life? Some of us, even in in our older days, when we graduate, what is our purpose? What are we supposed to be doing in this world? When we have Christ and we can know and look to him, the light, we, we know that our purpose is ultimately to follow Jesus, the light of the world, to tell others about Jesus, the light of the world, to have that infiltrate and be in, that impacts our roles as husbands, as wives. Where are we going? Where, our destiny. We have an eternal home. We are headed for the new heavens and the new earth, and we can find comfort in that, and we live in a world today that desperately needs to follow Jesus, the light of the world, amen? Darkness abounds and light is needed. That is why we go to disciple the nations, to bring the nations out of darkness and into the light of Jesus Christ. But I ask myself this question and ask you, 
Whose way are you following today? Are you trying to find identity in yourself? Are you wandering in your own purpose? Do you not care about destiny? You just make it up for yourself. But I say this today, as we wander in the wilderness of this world, awaiting the second coming of Christ and the promised new heavens and the promised new earth, we rest in the promises and the presence of Jesus to guide, to protect, and to comfort us. We also look at this, that Jesus is the light of the future. We look forward to the return of Jesus when all darkness is done away with and there is only light and life. What a great day that will be, amen? Looking forward to that. We yearn for that. We yearn for justice. We yearn for goodness. Why? Because we know something is wrong in this world and sin and darkness affects us so much, but the light is going to come in his fullness at one time. We, I love this verse here, 1 Corinthians 4, 5 says this, therefore do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the, Lord's come, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Those that are doing wrong, that think they are getting away with it today, they will be brought to justice. Revelation 21, 23 says this, and the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives its light and its lamp is the lamb. That's gonna be amazing. This morning, I got here around seven o'clock and I think it's over that way, yeah, over that way, the sun was coming up over the trees and it was beautiful, big orange ball just coming up over the trees. The birds were singing and chirping. It was a beautiful, beautiful morning. But I look forward to it. It's going to be even better when we have the glory of God himself shining his light. It's going to be amazing. I can't even imagine how awesome it's going to be. And that Jesus is going to be the lamp and going to be lighting up our city, the city and the world, the new heavens and new earth. When we look at this too, in wrapping this point up, we see this. In the Old Testament, Jesus was the light in the distance that shone throughout the Old Testament, pointing to the coming Messiah. Jesus comes and he proclaims that he is the light of the world. And today, we look back to the cross, to Jesus' perfect life, Jesus' perfect sacrifice, Jesus' beautiful, glorious resurrection as the first fruits of what is in store for us. And then we also look forward to the day when Jesus comes back to bring justice and perfect light for eternity. Jesus is the light of the past, present, and the future to all the nations, to the whole world. Looking also at Jesus, saying this, walking in the light protects us from walking in the darkness. Walking in the light protects us from walking in the darkness. That next, that next part says, and Jesus spoke to them saying, I'm the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. Light gives peace, darkness creates fear. When we are out in the light and in the, out of the darkness, we see what is in front of us, we can have comfort. When we look to Jesus, we can know that there is a path in front of us that he, is, that he has made for us. Today, when you look on the internet or you turn on the news, it abounds with people striving to cause you to fear something. 
You turn on one news channel or go to one news website, they're trying to make you fear from a conservative standpoint. You go to the next website, it's completely different, but it's trying to make you fear from a liberal stance. And so many people want you to be afraid of something, and then you know what else? They want you to buy something too. They have something to sell you to help calm your fears that's going to protect you from what's going on. People making us fearful of war, a financial crisis is coming down, so you better buy these these bins of food that will keep you safe. But as much as things changed, they are the same. I'm gonna read you some lyrics from a song. I won't tell you who it is or when it was written until afterwards. It says this, the sale of pills are at an all-time high. Young folks walking around with their heads in the sky. The city's ablaze in the summertime and oh, the beat goes on. Evolution, revolution, gun control, sound of soul. Shooting rockets to the moon. Kids growing up too soon. Politicians say more taxes will solve everything. The beat goes on. Anyone know who it is? 1970, that's when the song was written, and The Temptations. I wasn't alive then, 1970. I had brothers that, that had played good music for me. But that could have been written today. I mean, politicians, more taxes will solve everything. But you know what? It's the same playbook over and over. The darkness tries to keep us afraid. But when we are walking in the light, we can have peace in each and every circumstance. Philippians 4, the last part of verse 5 into verse 7. We know we quote 6 and 7 a lot, but I think the key to it is the end of verse 5 where it says this, the Lord is at hand. Then it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen? The quote, the Lord is at hand. Walk in the light. Don't be anxious about anything. The light leads us into truth. The darkness enslaves us to lies. Sin always traps us in lies. The same lie from the garden that you can be like God is told over and over and over again. Christians, even us, in that moment, when we choose to sin rather than walk in the light, when we choose to walk in that darkness and to give in to sin, to give in to that temptation, in our minds we're saying, we're gonna do it the way we wanna do it. Our way is better. I wanna be God of my own life. This, have you ever heard the saying to be kept in the dark? You may have said it. I didn't even know what was going on. I was in the dark about this. In the Middle Ages, this was used in stories about someone who didn't know what fate had in store for them. We know what fate has in store for us if we are in Christ. We have eternity. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. But our enemy, Satan, who is the father of lies, wants as many people in the dark as he can get. And he wants us to walk to be in the dark as well, to veer from the path of life, the life of light, and to go into the darkness and wander and be afraid and to be enslaved to lies rather than to walk in the truth of Jesus Christ, to speak the truth of who Jesus is, and to live a life that's honoring to God. 
the lies out there from the theory of evolution and humanism that there is no God to now many buy the lie that men can be women and vice versa. Light gives clarity to things and darkness causes confusion. There are so many people today walking around confused on who they can listen to and what they should believe. But we have the truth. We have the light. We have the truth in Jesus. These verses here in Colossians say this, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And you know, we have his words. We have the teaching about him right here in the word of God. If you want to learn about all wisdom and all knowledge, you study the word of God. Psalm 119.105 says this, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The darkness hides the truth. If you walk in the light, you can know the truth. The truth will set you free. And look to the scriptures. Next, walking in the light is the path that leads to life. Last part of the verse says, but we'll have the light of life. You will not walk in darkness, but we'll have the light of life. You know, Jesus is the only way to have spiritual life. Ephesians 2 tells us we were dead in our trespasses and sins. But in Jesus, we are, we are made alive. We, we are born again. People, you ever hear people say this, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. You know, the holier, holier than thou, they, they would say that. But you know what? The only way to be spiritual is to be in Christ. People know, we all know that there's something else than what we can feel and touch. God has put eternity in our hearts. God has clearly made known that, that he is there by putting his fingerprints all over creation. So we know there is something else. We know that there is something bigger. There is no Buddhist, Hindu, Muslim, New Ager, or occultist that can have the spiritual light of life. It only, only comes in Jesus Christ. People would rather stay in the darkness Light, though, guides us on the path of life. On the path of life, darkness leads us on the path of death. Jesus is the only way to true life. Jesus says in John 12, he says, the light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. If you are struggling in life right now, you feel lost, turn to Jesus. Turn to him. If, if for the first time, welcome to the light. If you are saved, you've wandered in the darkness, come back to the light and find your way. Jesus talks about this in another way where he talks about listening to his words and having a firm foundation. It says, whoever hears my words and, and does them is like a man who builds his house upon a rock, right? When, and the storms of life come, and we know they're going to come. But because of the foundation of the words of Christ, and acting on them, you stand firm. What is the opposite? There's the man who builds his house upon the sand. You grew up in church, the song's going through your head right now, probably. And the rains come down and the floods come up, right? The storms of life come. And the house on the sand does what? Yep. Falls flat. 
Why? Because it's not built on a proper foundation. The weight of, the, of life and its issues and its struggles cannot stand on a, rock, on a foundation of sand. Your own, finding your own walking in the darkness will cause you to be confused, fearful, and all of the things, depression, all the things we see that go on today, people are trying to find the answer, but they need Jesus. There's two contrasting worldviews out there. One supports life and the other is death. You may have heard this, the culture of life and the culture of death. The path of life leads to eternal salvation, darkness to eternal death. The path of life and the path of darkness have very different perspectives on the world. Darkness says humans are outcomes of of chance and natural selection. So therefore, what value does a human have? So if a baby is going to cause you any sort of inconvenience, have that baby killed, or we call it abortion. Or if you heard people say this, the world will be so much better without humans on it. Humans, or humans need to be approved upon to enter the next phase of evolution. Or the celebration of LGBTQ, which cannot create life. Where do we as Christians, maybe we buy into some of these things too when we get caught up in porn or, or when the American dream of having things and more things and, and we teach our children that go to school and get good grades so you can go to college so you can get a good job so you can have lots of things and have a big retirement and then just chill for the rest of your life. And all those things aren't bad in themselves but if they become the main thing they can cause us to wander into a dark road. When they become our foundation, they can be taken away. The light of life, Jesus Christ, can never be taken away from us. The light, the culture of life, we celebrate humanity because we're created in the image of God. We are co-laborers with God. The improvement of humanity is only by the means of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in Jesus, we are born again. We are regenerated. We're given eternal life. We're redeemed. There is now no condemnation. We now have a new purpose. We now have a new hope. We now have a new destiny because we are in the light. Versus the darkness, there's no sure hope. A foundation of sand and no sure truth and a destiny of condemnation. Jesus is the central figure of all of history. So put your confidence and hope in the light of the world. In the end, what matters the most is this, are you in Christ? We need to stop putting confidence and hope in other people. We need to stop putting our confidence and hope in jobs or all the things that we are afforded to buy and and that we're actually blessed with and putting our confidence and hope in them actually makes them turns everything on its head when we should put our confidence and hope in the gift giver and not the gifts. If you want to have peace and to know the truth, follow Jesus, the light of the world. Stop chasing comfort. Like the rest of you, at the end of the night, turning on a show on Netflix and sitting in my comfortable spot in the house, that's a good thing. But when we chase that, and if that gets taken away, we can become grumpy with our family. Oh, you're taking away from my comfort time. That's small, but it's true. Another thing, too, I've had to tell myself, turn off the news and read your Bible. Turn off the news and read your Bible. Stop scrolling on TikTok and all of those things and open up your word. 
Peace doesn't come from a political party or an abundance of material possessions. It only comes from Jesus, the light of the world. If you want to be on the path that leads to abundant life and eternal life, follow Jesus, the light of the world. As the pressure in our culture rises for us to celebrate things that are sinful and jobs are threatened, that's big stuff right there. But we need to remember the light. We need to remember the truth. We need to remember who actually takes care of us, and that is Jesus. If he can take care of two million people in the wilderness, wandering around by guiding them with a pillar of cloud and, and, and fire and guide them to the promised land, he can help us today. Don't fall to the lie that the darkness has it. And take comfort, this world is not all that there is. I take comfort in that in one way in my life is I've lost loved ones, parents, brothers, friends. And thank God, praise be to God, they, they are in heaven and I can take comfort that this life is not all there is and I will see them again one day. Peace Church, does, do our lives reflect the light going into the darkness, the light of Christ reflecting through us into this dark world? Do we speak the truth that Jesus is the light of the world and that your only hope for now and in eternity is him? And the last time that I checked, eternity is a long, long time. And if you are lost in the darkness, there's good news. You do not have to stay there. Come to Jesus and walk in the light. Come and become a follower of Jesus Christ. We all know there's something wrong. You know that you do things wrong and that you have sinned and that you are not perfect. And you know what? God's judgment relies upon all of us. But Jesus came and he lived a life who knew no sin, but became sin for us and took the punishment we deserve on the cross and rose again the third day that we may have eternal life. And if you want to walk in the light, turn to Jesus, make him your Lord and Savior. We'd love to talk to you about that today. If we want the answers to what truly matters now and in eternity, we need to be followers of Jesus the light of the world. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we come to you. We praise your holy name. You are good. In you there is, is light and there's no darkness at all. And we, we thank you so much that we can have salvation in you. Lord, we, I pray that if there's someone in here that, you know, they've grown up in the church and They've made profession of faith, and, but they wandered off into a dark road. Lord, impress upon their hearts to come back to the light today, that they would live a life that would glorify and honor you, and that they would have a life that has hope now and for eternity. If there's anyone in here who does not know you, Lord, impress upon their hearts, shine your light upon them, that they would know that they need a savior and turn to you today, that they would turn to the light of the world, Jesus Christ. 
And Lord, as we, we wander this wilderness of this world and we're looking forward, Lord, may we constantly be looking to have victory by reflecting the light of Christ and speaking the truth of Jesus Christ into this dark world, no matter the cost, knowing that our lives are in your hands. You're awesome, God, and we thank you for all you've done for us. May your name be praised now and forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.